with another episode of the St. Emmanuel podcast. We are so excited about the word today. We're going to be hearing from our very own Pastor Garnett with a message entitled, Starting Over. Amen. Listen, I owe him all. I don't know if that's your testimony. That's my testimony. I owe him my life. I owe him my all. Psalm says, what shall I render unto the Lord? All of his benefits toward me. I owe him all. Would you pray with me? Father God in heaven, once again we come to you now. Oh Lord, for we are such a needy people. As the deer panted after the water, so do my soul pant as long after Lord, we look to your word, O oh Lord. We pray to you and offer to you our petitions, O oh Lord. We sang songs of praise unto your holy name. But, O oh Lord God, to hear what heaven has to say to us. So, Lord God, our responses speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Father, your servants today Verse 22. 
centurion is the word of God. Then God remembered Noah. Let me say that one more time. Then God, some of your Bibles say, but God, remembered Noah. And every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters subsided. Verse 20 says, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Some of your Bibles may say a sweet savor. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Now, this is the word of God for the people of God, the grass brothers, the flower thereof in the way. But the word of our God shall stand forever. The next few moments that I want to share together, I want to talk to us from this thought and this subject on the second Sunday of a brand new year. Talk about starting over. Starting over. Brothers and sisters, oftentimes God elects to use tragedy to start us over again. I know for many of us it's difficult to understand because we become so consumed with what it looks like, what it sounds like what it feels like. And we're unaware that oftentimes this is the way that God starts us all over again. Now, such is the lesson that this text is tailored to teach us in Genesis chapter 8 in which God decides to start everything over. And he does it by destroying everything that he's created. But God has a plan. God has been sitting high, looking low. He's been watching. He's been observing mankind. God has now conducted an evaluation of everything that he's created. And God is not pleased. He looks at everything and he concludes in Genesis chapter 6 that man is evil in his imagination. They have become so consumed 
consumed and wrapped up in their own wickedness. And God says, I am not pleased with them. And so God decides to destroy his creation. Now, I think you missed it. I, you, you've heard it too many times in Sunday school that you just skip right over that. God decides to destroy everyone because, watch this, they are wicked in their imaginations. In, in, in other words, God, God says, I've, I've got to stop them not from what they are doing, but what they're thinking about doing. It's gotten so bad that it's not just their actions that are bad, it's what they are considering. God says, if, if I let them do what they're considering, then it will be even worse than what they're actually doing. Now, that's a good place to give an early amen early on in the sermon because, because all of us need to thank God that God did not let us do what we were thinking. Uh, I, I can't speak for you, but I, I can speak for me because, because I, th there are some things uh, that, that, that had I done what I was thinking or there are some things that I've said that if I had said what I was thinking, it would have been a lot worse than what I actually did and what I actually said. And so God, God says that their, their minds, their imaginations are so bad that he decides to kill and write out what he has created. But even in the midst of all of that, in the midst of, uh, or in the context, I should say, of his wrath, there's still a spot called grace. Genesis chapter 6, verse 8 says, But Noah found grace in the sight of God. But before you run and try to place a halo on Noah, the Bible didn't say that he found grace in the sight of God because Noah was more righteous than anybody else. Conversely, Noah was just as bad as everybody else, but God placed grace on him.
his grace. It's interesting to me that this is the first mention of grace in the Bible. One of the things that we learn about grace in the story and the life of Noah is that grace initially is not about who receives it. Grace has everything to do with God's need to express himself. Genesis chapter 7, verse 16. The Bible says, And the Lord 
shut them in. The actual flooding lasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Which brings us down to Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, which when you read it, it's very alarming. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1 says, Then God remembered Noah. God tells him, get on the boat. He shuts them in. It rains for 40 days, for 40 nights. Been on that boat for a total of a year and 10 days. Sound familiar? In chapter 8, verse 1 says, Then God remembered no. No, I don't know about you, but that ought to alarm you. And God remembered no. It, it, it really ought to aggravate you. And God remembered no. You know, often you read the Word of God in the English translation, the English translation doesn't always do it justice. The translators, they sometimes struggle with trying to find the right words, the, the proper language to, 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 to describe an infinite God. And there are times when we run across scriptures that just doesn't do God's character, God's attributes justice. And here is one of those instances right here in Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, when he says, and God remembered Noah. That word remember really doesn't do God justice because God is omniscient. $50 word that simply means that God knows everything that can be known. And because God knows everything, he cannot remember because he cannot forget. It's a struggle to try to ask someone to, with a finite mind to make an accurate assessment of someone who has an infinite mind.
you forget it because I have already scheduled you for deliverance before the problem ever shows up in your life. I wonder are there any marked people who can justify that when you look back over your life, the reason why you made it through 2020 is not because you were so smart, not because you were so well connected, not because of your hookups, not because of who your family was. The reason why you and I have made it through is simply because God has marked you. That's how, that's how you made it through. I, I don't know how you tell it at work or to your friends. But the only reason that you made it is because God has marked you. God, if, if he is omniscient, doesn't have to try to figure out how to get us out. Because he's omniscient, the solution is already older than the problem. Did you hear what I just said? That because God knows everything that can be known, the solution is older than your problem. And so all we're left to do with is stand through the storm. That's why you're still alive. Even through a pandemic, because God has marked you. God, God has already planned for us to come out before we went in. So the Bible says, and God marked Noah. That, that, that's, that's Noah's victory. That, that's, that's why when folks are plotting on you, it doesn't work. That's why you haven't been fired from your job yet. Because you've already been marked. That's why your company is still surviving. Businesses are, have closed down all around. Movie theaters are closed. Don't know if they'll ever come back, but your company is still surviving. There, I'd say, thriving because you are there. They, 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 they got good sense enough to know to hire some marked folks. So the Bible says, and God marked Noah. That, that's, Noah's, that's Noah's victory. But then watch Noah's deal. Because the text says that after the storm had stopped, that the, the ark landed on Mount Ararat. That means that when the storm had passed, I was higher than I was before the storm began. Uh, he's, he's saying before, before the storm started, I was here. But after the storm, I'm here. And listen to how sometimes God sends storms into our lives to elevate us. That's, that's our vehicle. Your, your vehicle is not the ark that's been protecting you. It's the storm that God 
had not been for the storm. And let me pause there and there right there to warn you, be careful about whose success that you're coveting. Because if you want my success or someone else's success, you've got to also take their storm. If you want somebody else's glory, you've got to take the storm that comes along with it. Anybody else who can testify that God took you through hell, God took you through high waters to get you to where you are right now. And, 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 and you didn't get there because you were so great. A storm is what brought you there. So you gotta watch when you find yourself covenant because you don't know what they have to go through to get to where they are. Yeah, you see them on the mountaintops of life right now. But what you don't see was the storm that got them there. Maybe that's why God's not answering some of y'all's prayers. Because he knows if he takes the storm away which you're praying for, you'll never get to the place in which he wants you to be. Some of our prayers should be, Lord, if you don't take the storm away, if you don't take this mountain out of my way, at least give me strength to climb. And that's why Paul has to remind us, and we know, that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. You ought to tell somebody who's listening with you. When I come out of this, I'll be higher than I was before I went in. So that's, that's Noah's vehicle, and that's Noah's victory. But watch, watch the voice for Noah. Just told you that he lands on a mountain called Mount Ararat. And between Verses 7 and 13 of chapter 8, the Bible says that Noah is still not sure if he can get off this boat yet. The Bible says that he releases a raven and he releases a dove. The Bible says that the dove comes back to Noah with an olive branch in its mouth. Which means, number one, it stopped raining. And then number two, vegetation has now resurfaced. About said the dove goes back out. The text says that the dove does not return. So now, if you read the record straight, we have no storm. We have vegetation. And now the animals, or at least the birds, can now resume and restart life on earth. And then the Bible says that the ground dried up. I'm right there in the text, if you follow with me. 
Bible says that the ground dried up. It's real specific. On January 1st, and then almost two months later, on February the 27th, it's in the book. Bible says that the entire earth dries up. And Noah still doesn't get off the boat. In verse 15 it says, Then God spoke to Noah. Speaks to Noah and says, Noah, now you can get off. Press pause right there, rewind and press play again. The dog comes, uh, comes back to Noah with an olive branch in his mouth. Sends him out again and he does not come back. The ground dries up on January 1st. The earth dries up on February 27th. Verse 15 says, Then God speaks to Noah. He says to Noah, Noah, you can get off now. But now I just want to submit to us that Noah was not born to get off that boat. I, I, I believe that by, by, by this time, Noah is now conditioned not to move until he hears from the Lord. I think, I think, I think now, by now, Noah has learned his lesson. That the whole reason that we're in this mess in the first place, the, the whole reason why the storm came in the first place is because we moved without listening to the Lord. Noah by now has learned not to move based on what it looks like. Because it looked like is what brought this whole storm upon us in the first place. Let, 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 me, let me help y'all with that. Genesis, Genesis chapter 3. You remember Adam and Eve are looking at this fine, good-looking tree. And the Bible says that it was pleasing to their eyes. And because it looked good, Bible says that they bit into it. Some of us this morning, if we're honest with ourselves, tell the truth and shame the devil. We are in some mess right now because you bit into something because it looked good. So now understand, Noah understands that the whole reason why we're in the storm in the first place is because we made a decision based on what it looks like. And listen church, hear me loud and hear me clear. I don't care how it looks. I'm not moving until I hear from God. And whatever you think I'm talking about right there, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Noah, Noah, 
I've never been conditioned. He said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to move based on what it looks like. I'm, I'm waiting until I hear from the Lord. Bible says that God speaks, tells Noah and his family that they can get off of the boat. And when Noah gets off of the boat, God says, Noah, take your wife, take your three sons and their wives and all of the animals that are on the ark, and y'all begin to replenish the earth. Noah gets off, and Noah doesn't do that. It says in verse 20 that Noah builds an altar unto the Lord. Noah takes the clean beast and Noah begins to make sacrifices. Let me say it to you one more time. God, God says to Noah, Noah, now you and your, your, your wife and, and your three sons and their wives and all of the animals that are on the boat, y'all can now get off of the boat. Here's what I want you to do. Go out and replenish the earth. Be fruitful and multiply. But Noah didn't do that. Verse 20 says that Noah builds an altar unto the Lord and he sacrificed unto the Lord. Let, let, let me give that to y'all another way so you can appreciate it. A little better. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8. The Lord gives Noah grace. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 14. God gives Noah the instruction and the material in order to build the ark. Genesis chapter 7 verse 1. The Lord tells Noah to get on the boat. Genesis chapter 7 and verse 16. The Lord shuts Noah in. Genesis chapter 8 verse 1, and God remembers Noah. Genesis chapter 8 verse 15, and the Lord told Noah to get off. Genesis chapter 8 verse 20, and Noah built an altar. You still don't get it. Genesis chapter 6 verse 8, the Lord gave Noah Grace. Genesis chapter 6 verse 14. God gives Noah the instructions and the material to build the ark. Genesis chapter 7 verse 1. The Lord tells Noah to get on the boat. Genesis chapter 7 verse 16. The Lord shuts Noah and his family in. Genesis chapter 8 verse 1. And the Lord remembered Noah. Genesis chapter 8 verse 15. And the Lord tells Noah to get off the boat. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, and Noah built an altar. You're still missing it. You're still missing it. Let me run it by you one more time. Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. The Lord gave Noah grace. See, if you catch it here, Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. God gives Noah the instructions and the materials to build the ark. Genesis chapter 7, verse 1. The Lord tells Noah and his family to get on the boat. Genesis chapter 7, verse 16, the Lord shuts Noah in the ark. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, and the Lord remembered Noah. Genesis chapter 8, verse 15, and the Lord told 
Noah, y'all get off of the boat. Genesis chapter 8, verse 20, Noah builds an altar. <laughs> y'all slow, so, so let me just go ahead and, and explain this to you. Let me help you out with this. God is saying that if I have given you grace, if I have given you an ark, if I have spared your life and saved you from dying, then I shouldn't have to tell you when to shout. <laughs> that, that if I blessed your life and saved your life and gave you an ark, I shouldn't have to tell you to give me some glory. You, you ought to build me an altar on your own because worship is a free will offering. Their hearts, listen to me, if God has been good to you, if God has brought you through a year as hellish as 2020, you shouldn't have to be told when to shout and when to run and when to wave your hand and when to give God glory. You ought to be able to do that on your own as a free will offering. Lord, I pray that 2020 has delivered us from this Simon Says style of worship. Where somebody has to get up and tell you to lift up your hands and now open up your mouth. Now wave your hand. Now give God praise because you, you, you had almost a year in 2020 to practice that by yourself at your own house. And if you think about what the Lord has done for you, how he's given you an ark, you have got to give him an altar on your own because worship is free will offering. <laughs> when I consider what the Lord has brought me through, listen, nobody's got to tell me to give God glory. Listen, God, I'll build an altar all lonesome when I look back over my life and thank him for the art that he kept me in out of an altar. Bible says that Noah built an altar. And the text says that the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. He, he smelled a, a sweet savor in his nostrils, which, which means that the fragrance of Noah's worship had gone up to God, and God received it. But watch this. While Noah is worshiping, while the worship is going up, the Bible says that God starts talking to himself. God said, self, self said, huh? God says, look at Noah. He down there, giving me glory. And Noah ain't got no house to live in. Look at him shouting. Look at him running all over the place. He's down there shouting, and Noah has no money in his pocket. As a matter of fact, Noah doesn't even have a job. Matter of fact, Noah doesn't even have a place to lay his head. And 
me glory after I destroy all your stuff. Then I'll start working on your future. God says, it's right there in the text, that I will not destroy the earth like this anymore. God says, if you, if you can learn to worship me in what you're going through, you may not ever have to go through it again. You'll get that later on. Now, here's the problem with the text, and then I'm done. Listen to what God's reasoning is as to why he's never going to destroy the earth like that anymore. Verse 21, he says, and I'm not going to destroy the earth anymore. Because man is evil in his youth and in his imaginations. Huh? Let, 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 me, get, let me get this right. The reason, God, that you're not going to destroy the earth again is the same reason why you destroyed it in the first place. Exactly. 
with me. Well, you didn't have anything. I, I, I'm going to start your life all over again at the very place where you worship me. God says, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer will start for you to up all over again because you learned to worship me when you had nothing in your hand that you could offer. And I did not see their hearts, but I tell you this, but I wonder, is there anybody here who's ready to start their lives all over again? Today, today is the day to start your life all over again. I know that 2020 was a hellish year, but I've got some good news. The storm has passed, and now you've got an opportunity to start all over again. The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are now new. Is there anybody here that's ready to start all over again? If you're ready to start your life all over again, here is what you got to do. The Bible says that they didn't have anything in their hands. They didn't have anything in their pockets, but they had sense enough to know how to give God some praise and how to give God uh, some glory. And that's why they got off and they built an altar. And that's God's word for you, dear hearts, on this second Sunday of the new year that if you can't offer unto God uh, money in your pockets or offer unto God worldly things, God says, I don't need all of that. All, all I want from you is for you to give me glory. All I want from you is for you to build me an altar. And if I, God as I am, am God enough to give you an ark, then the least that you can do is turn around and build me an altar. And if he's brought you through a storm, the least that you can do
He's a new creature. He says, all oh, that old stuff has passed away. God, God ain't like us. <laughs> we find some dirt on you and you do us bad. We hold it over your head for years. God says that old stuff, 10 years ago, yesterday, 10 minutes ago, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Noah stepped off of that ark. When he stepped off of the ark, he stepped into a brand new world. What you do with Noah did? The ark is Jesus Christ. Come into that ark of safety. God will shut you in there to the day of redemption. One day God will call your name when you reach the celestial shores. He'll give you the command you come out of the ark now. And you'll step into a brand new world. <laughs> a world where the streets are made with gold. Where the gates of heaven are made with pearl and jasper. Won't be no night. Every day will be. Mother said every day will be Sunday. Receive Christ into your life this day. The Bible says that if you would confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you can start over. You shall be saved. Listen, God bless you. God keep you as this servant's prayer. I love you. There's absolutely nothing that you can do about it. Have a happy new year. And if you don't know Christ and you've come to know him right now, welcome to the family of God. Thanks for joining us for this message. We hope something was said that helped strengthen your relationship with Christ. We also want to hear from you. So in the show notes of this episode, there's a link to send a voice message. Let us know something you learned or something awesome God is doing in your life. You never know when we might feature you in an upcoming episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you.